1: Hey everyone! Welcome to the Rotowire Fantasy Football Podcast, the Friday morning DFS version. Uh, as always, I am Scott Jensen joining you this morning. We're sponsored by WinBet. We appreciate that. We have a new. Uh have a new partner starting uh, start today uh, Ryan Belangi who's a big uh, DFS player writes about DFS for the World War site so uh, happy to have him aboard here as we talked about last week uh, Andrew Laird has actually uh, moved on to a uh, different uh, different job you can find out about that on Twitter if you want to wish Andrew the best obviously done this for him uh, with him for a bunch of years and uh you know look forward to I uh, look forward to doing it with Ryan now Ryan uh good to meet you good to have you here why don't you give everybody uh a 30 to 60 second intro on what you do for the site, how you fit in this DFS world. What uh, are what you doing here?
2: Sure. Yeah. Um, yeah. Like you said, we're going to miss Andrew a lot. He was great on all these podcasts. Hopefully I can do a decent job filling in for him. Um, a lot of you guys might know me from uh, the soccer podcast. If you're into that, I write the soccer articles at RotoWire. wire I also write the Sunday DraftKings article and some of the showdown articles too. Um, I play all the, DFS sports, well, almost all of them, um, but a lot of NFL. Uh, just one common question that I get, and it's probably going to be important for um, what we talk about. And a question that I hear a lot of other people get on podcasts is what tournaments do I play or what right. what tournaments am I going to be talking about? Or what is my analysis like based off of? Um, well, I play cash in NFL, a lot of cash, all of the single entry double ups, uh, from $5 up to 250. And then I play the single entry GPPs and the three max GPPs, uh, all the way from $3 up to 200. Um, so I don't play the Millie maker or the huge field tournaments like the slant or the mini max, or sometimes I play the three max, but not a lot. So What that means, like a lot of times, I'll I'll play more. um, You can play more of the chalky guys in the single entry tournaments that I play uh, with with a couple leverage guys and a couple uh, uh, you know single digit uh, guys in the single digits in terms of ownership. If I was to play those bigger tournaments, that's where you really got to start fading the chalk and um, going. Way off the board. You know, we see the winners in those tournaments have multiple players, you know, around 5% ownership every week. So if you hear me talking and you think, you know, it's too chalky or I'm not going off the board enough. uh, It's just those are the tournaments that I that I play. So.
1: Yeah, and yeah. that's uh, that. That's good to know. And there's obviously way different ways to people play cash, Some people play only the big tournaments. Some play people play those kind of medium things. So it's uh, it's good to know. And we'll kind of hit players uh, for all those uh, all those different tournaments and all those different cash games um, as we go along, as always. So we'll uh, let's uh, happy to have you aboard. Look forward to doing it. Uh, it's good to have someone with uh, a lot of good uh, DFX experience, uh, both for me and for all the listeners. So I can always uh, I always look forward to learning from people to play a lot too. So. Uh, let's jump into the uh, the week six slate. It's our first short slate of the year. Um, we've got four teams that are on by, so two less games there. Plus, we have a London game, so we're down to 10 games on the main slate that you and I will be discussing. Uh, seven early, three late. Um, our four primetime games, which we won't talk about. We had Philly and uh, Tampa Bay last night. Seattle and Pittsburgh, which you know sounds great, but kind of a gross game now. It's, <laughs> that was a game that sounded really good uh, a month ago. Uh, Buffalo and Tennessee are Monday night, and then Miami and Jacksonville are the London game. We have the 49ers, the Falcons, the Saints, and the Jets on a bye. Um, on a shorter slate, does that affect how you uh, how you build it all? You know, when we go from 13 games to 10 games, obviously that's six less teams we're talking about. Uh, how does that impact you at all, like kind of off the top before we get to talking about players?
2: Yeah, um, normally it would like you'd expect some of the chalkier spots to be to be even more popular. Yeah. Um, and I think we we have a couple spots like that this week. But to be honest, there still ends up being spots like that on on thirteen game slates. I mean, people tend to gravitate towards the same things most weeks. At least you know a few of the same spots, a few of the same games. So it still just all comes down to getting leverage in certain spots. I mean, you can still play chalky guys. Um, it's really not that much different, you know, if a guy's. owned or 40% owned because it's a shorter slate or, or 20 to 30. I mean, yeah, those are small differences, but if you're building lineups that have like differential in other places, it still doesn't matter. Um, So I'm not looking at it too differently, but yeah, there, there are less spots than usual. So I think people will gravitate towards some of the same games.
1: Yeah, it's a weird week where the the Monday night game being on Monday and the players uh, doing really well and the price is not adjusting because the the pricing comes out for the game really affects this week. We have like four guys in that that Monday night game from last week that I think will be will be pretty popular this week. But let's take a look at some of the games we got this week. Look at the high totals first. We have a big, uh, we have three games that are over fifty this week. Three games that are over under forty five, and then a few in the middle. Um, Kansas City and Washington. Obviously, we always have the Chiefs in this high range. Uh, Chiefs games are averaging 63 and a half points per game combined in the totals. That's mostly because the Chiefs have given up 30 points in four straight games. And obviously the Chiefs offense is really good. Um, so we've seen a lot of fireworks in Chiefs games. Washington games, too. Like they're at like the fourth highest uh, total in, in games. I mean, their their defense, which was vaunted before the year, has been really, really bad. So that game is 54 and a half. The Chargers in Baltimore, um, you know, big matchup here between young stud quarterbacks uh, between Justin Herbert and Lamar Jackson, 52 and a half in that game. Dallas and New England, a lot of that's based on Dallas's offense. That's 50-and-a-half. Um, any of these top games, you're like, oh, my gosh, that's the game I want to attack and go heavy on and stack uh, like crazy. Then any, any three games uh, really jump out to you like that's the one I want?
2: Yeah, definitely. That that Chiefs game is hard to avoid. Uh, yeah. It looks great on both sides. Like, like you said, the Chiefs have given up 30 in four straight games, and, and the game they didn't, they gave up 29. <laughs> um, and then – You know, Edwards Hilaire being out, you'd think uh, we'll have them throwing the ball a little bit more. And the fact that they're two and three, too, like this is just a spot where you feel like they're going to try to score and keep scoring the whole game. I mean, they need to win and they need to be sort of uh, ruthless about it. And yeah, they've been bad uh, defensively, too. So those guys on Washington are cheap uh, with the exception of McLaurin. But uh, I like yeah, I, I like that whole game. I'm gonna have a lot of exposure to that game. I, it'll it'll be popular, but but rightfully so. It just like you said, fifty four and a half total. Chiefs games have been going over sixty. Kind of think this game uh, goes over that total. Yeah, I mean it, it looks great. And then like specifically, we'll get into players later. But Kelsey's just way too cheap. Yeah, um, I, was, I was surprised by his price. He's 7,000 on DraftKings even. I, th- I was surprised he was that cheap. It, it's very surprising because he had been over 8K in, in yeah. all four of the other Sunday slates that he was on. And like, it's even a better spot for him with Edwards Hilaire being out and Tyreek Hill maybe being a little banged up. Like that should yeah. be a few more targets to Kelsey. So so yeah, it just it's all going in the right direction for him. Um, and yeah, I love that that uh chargers baltimore game too uh like you mentioned at the start which i think was a really good point that that baltimore game being on monday night the the prices didn't adjust since they were already out um so i think like uh mark andrews is definitely too cheap uh marquise brown is probably a bit too cheap too um And that game has the second highest total. You know, Herbert's been amazing. Eckler's been amazing. Mike Williams has been amazing. Keenan Allen is cheap. So, I mean, that game looks great. Yeah, both those games look great. Uh, And I'm like, those are games uh, for those big tournaments like the Millie Maker that you could fade. Like, it makes sense to fade in those huge tournaments. But I'm going to be playing those games for sure.
1: Yeah, I think uh, I think I'm there with you. Uh, you know, Baltimore, and we, you talked about uh, Marquise and, and Mark Andrews, but I mean, Lamar Jackson's nine hundred dollars cheaper than than Pat Mahomes, so there's a there's a big drop off between the two of them when you start at the top of quarterback. Lamar obviously went. Crazy. Crazy on Monday night. That didn't get factored in. Um, low totals, we'll go hit these quick, but uh, we've got Houston, Indy at 43.5. Pretty gross game overall there. However, Jonathan Taylor's really cheap there, and the Houston's run defense is bad. And he went, uh, Jonathan Taylor went off on Monday night. Another, the fourth guy that I was talking about that is really underpriced because they, they didn't have a chance to adjust for Monday. Uh, Green Bay and Chicago, we think of as a, as a fun game, but that total is only 44. A lot of that has just been the Chicago offense is struggling right now. And then Las Vegas and Denver, I think it's 44 and a half. Another game where, you know, we expect, uh, you know, maybe, maybe a little, little lower than I thought. But, uh, you know, Denver defense is really good. Denver's missing a lot of guys. Uh, Las Vegas is sputtering a little bit the last couple of weeks. Obviously, John Gruden out there. So who knows what their offense is going to look like, how much they practice, what's going on there. So that's uh, that game's under 45 also. Uh, we have a couple games in the middle are there any other games that uh, before we jump into players that you're really looking to sta- to stack I know that the uh, the Arizona Cleveland game interests some people but is there any other games that uh, you know maybe that aren't over 50 like yeah, I think it's gonna go a little higher than, than most people think
2: um, yeah like a sneakier game I don't mind the Cincinnati Detroit matchup yeah that's um, an interesting one too
1: I like that uh, I think that's uh,
2: this, the Cincinnati stack is actually
1: turning out to be one of my favorite ones too.
2: Yeah. I like the Cincinnati stack. Um, You know, they're banged up at running back. They should be passing. They've, they've sort of let, uh, they've opened up the offense a bit more in the past two weeks. And then Detroit has some guys you can run it back with like Deandre Swift. I I really like, and he, I like him too because he's not really dependent on a game script. He's good from behind. He's good when they're up, he'll get carries. He'll catch passes either way. And um, yeah, Detroit, they're pretty banged up at wide receiver now with Quintes Cephas out and Williams still out so i think uh this i'm not sure if it's his first name this saint brown guy uh looks like pretty good value yeah. as a uh, run back I, 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 too
1: amon ra amon Brown. he's uh yeah a lot of lot of targets yeah a lot of targets last couple of weeks so i do like that one too Um, So let's get into, uh, let's get into players. We usually start at the top with, you know, guys we think are going to be, you know, highly, uh, highly rostered, um, popular in cash games, kind of optimal. So first a note from our exclusive sponsors at WinBet, there's one thing we appreciate here at Rotowire, it's making good decisions. And even more so, it's making the right decision. Listen up, I have an incredible offer for you with Rotowire's newest partner, WinBet, the premier digital casino and sportsbook app. WinBet is now the exclusive partner for Rotowire's fantasy podcast. WinBet brings you all the latest action. With a user-friendly interface, money line bets, boosted parlays, over-unders, Robbins, live betting, and so much more all at your fingertips. Do you want to break from sports betting? Head into Winbet's, WinBet's digital casino and take a spin on roulette, double down in blackjack, slam the slot to try your hand at Baccarat. WinBet is currently available in six states, Colorado, Indiana, Michigan, New Jersey, Tennessee, Virginia, all while rapidly expanding. At WinBet, the possibilities are limitless. WinBet is currently offering all RotoWire listeners a risk-free bet up to $500 on your first wager. Download WinBet now. That's W-Y-N-N-B-E-T. WinBet, the exclusive partner for RoadWire's Fantasy Podcast.
0: We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast.
1: So We kind of split a little bit. Uh, I do think that Lamar Jackson. It's only seventy four hundred DraftKings nine hundred less than Mahomes is going to be very popular. Um, I think that the the other quarterback in the Mahomes games, Taylor Heineke at fifty eight hundred, is also going to be popular. Uh, where do you think uh, we're looking at? We kind of get quarterback roster ship. Where do you, are you think we're looking at uh, Mahomes, Lamar, and, and Heineke as your, as your three top guys?
2: Yeah. Um, so for for cash games specifically, yeah, I agree. I think it's really hard to avoid Lamar. Uh, yeah. uh, he seems a bit too cheap, like you said. Uh, I'm definitely going to play Lamar in cash games. I think he's a great tournament play too, obviously. Um, and then yeah, Heineke too. I I talked with a couple friends that might be playing cheaper quarterbacks in cash. And yeah, I think you can go to Heineke. And I also think you can go to Carson Wentz at 5,400. I know it's a low total, but he doesn't need to do much at that price tag. It's just a really good matchup. They're 10 point favorites. Um, yeah, I love Mahomes for tournaments, but for cash, I think, I think you just go with Jackson. If you want to pay down, you can. Um, Heineke and Wentz are okay, but yeah, I think that's the pool for cash games.
1: Yeah, I mean, and Lamar had what it was thirty-seven to forty-three, for four forty-two against Indy. Also ran the ball fourteen times. Like it was just a huge game. That has the potential to be back and forth. You could see him and him and Herbert getting him to shoot out. Um, the Ravens are more reliant on the passing game this year, I think, which is the key part of this. Like, they have some running backs that are injured. Um, I don't think they fully trust any of their guys to hand the ball off like they did uh, last couple of years. I mean, Lamar had 37 and 43 pass attempts last couple of weeks, which is – you just don't see that from Lamar. Um, you know, last week is the first time he had more than one TD pass, which is kind of crazy. Like, you think about all those Marquise Brown plays, the drops and all that the couple of weeks. So he probably should have had more. But uh, he's only rushed for a touchdown in week two. So, like, the touchdown stuff had not been there until last week. Obviously, it blew up. But, I mean, Lamar's floor is just so big with the rush yards. It's hard to get away from him at that price.
2: Yeah. I mean, like you said, they're they're sort of morphing into more of a passing team with the lack of a running game. And and Lamar looks better than he used to throwing the ball, mm-hmm. too. He, he throws a really nice deep ball, and they should have to be passing in that game. It should be competitive. And, of course, we always play him for, for the rushing upside. I mean, yeah. still amazing running the ball and just – yeah, he should be about 8K in this spot, you'd think. So it's just – he's yeah. got a lot going for him. I think it's pretty easy just plug him in in cash games. And I think what people will notice is they'll flip on. They'll be like, oh, I want either Mahomes or Jackson. And
1: then you're like, they're $900 difference. I think that will really affect people as you kind of – you know the mindset as you flip through there. But talk to me about Tyler Heineke real quick. We mentioned him real at the top, but 5,800 I think is the reason that everybody's playing him. That plus the fact they're playing the Chiefs. Um, you know, price, game script, matchup, high total – should be throwing the ball the whole second half. The Chiefs, we mentioned, have allowed 30 plus uh, points in four-star games. You point out well that the 29 was the other one. So, you know, 30 is a, an arbitrary point there. So they have given up a lot of points. Um, he was legit bad last week against the Saints. Don't get me wrong. He was 20 of 41, 248 yards, no touchdowns, two picks. But prior to that, he had back-to-back three touchdown games. They should have to throw a lot. The Chiefs are allowing 9.3 yards per attempt. Like they're a mess on defense right now. Um, they've allowed 280 plus yards, uh, passing each of last week nine touchdowns passing last three games. Like this lines up so well on paper, but I get it. It's Tyler Heineke. So you, people are a little hesitant there, but, um, I think the price kind of makes it, uh, makes him really playable. this week.
2: Yeah. I mean, I, I agree with everything you said. Uh, you know, he, he was bad last week. It yeah. is Heineke. It's not a guy that you're <laughs> yeah. comfortable rostering, but this, right. this matchup is much better. You know, we've talked about how the chiefs have just, given up tons of points. Uh, Washington is almost certainly going to be playing from behind. He's going to be throwing the ball around. Um, and he he uh, runs the ball a bit, too. I see o- over 40 yards rushing in his past two games. Um, he, he's a good scrambler. Yeah, and then the price tag, 5,800. So, I mean, yeah, you you can roster him and then afford some of the expensive guys. Uh, even, like, if you stack that, that Chiefs game, you can play... Travis Kelsey or Tyreek Hill or even both of them but not with Mahomes. You can play it with Heineke because yeah. uh they have McLaurin who's a really looks like a really good play in this game and then uh Ricky Seals-Jones looks like really good value uh tight end. Uh-huh. I, I think there's going to be uh, as we get to tight end here in a second there's going
1: to be a lot of Ricky Seals-Jones clicks this week I'm afraid.
2: Mhm. Um yeah, we can talk about well, yeah, we'll, we'll we'll get into that later but yeah, uh I'm on board with Heineke this week. Uh, Again, like you never really feel comfortable clicking his name, but uh, it's just a great game script and matchup for him.
1: Yeah, so let's just jump down to Ricky Seals-Jones for a second. He is 3,000. Obviously, uh, Logan Thomas is out. He's on the IR. He's out for a few weeks. Um, Seals-Jones had eight targets last week in the first game without Logan Thomas, and Price didn't move up at all. He's still minimum Price 3,000 um i think he's gonna be crazy pop there's a lot of people that are like picking him up last week like i think i like him without logan thomas bubble all that kind of stuff and then with eight targets you gotta think people are gonna play him this week the chiefs have allowed five tight ends already over 50 yards this year uh, which is kind of crazy stat considering he's been five weeks in uh dawson knox had that big play um last week three for 117 and a touchdown ricky seals jones had three end zone targets last week too like I think it's an interesting spot. If you're going to play tournaments, he's a really interesting fade, just because everybody's going to play him at three thousand. The problem is, if he does well at three thousand, like you're behind the eight ball already, because that's so cheap. If he does anything,
2: mm-hmm. yeah, he's one of those guys. Like I usually like to push back and try to fade these cheap tight ends that yeah. that open up sometimes. But yeah, Seals Jones just looks really good for that price. Uh That they like. Logan Thomas is out. They're banged up at receiver. They're banged up at running back. They're going to be. They're going to have to be passing. Uh, like you said, he had those end zone targets last week. He saw. It, uh, he had two back to back end zone targets in the first quarter. Um, he had a, a 40 yard pass, I think, that was called back for a penalty. So he could have even had a better game. Um, yeah, they, they're going to be passing all game, and it's 3K. So he, he doesn't yeah. really need to do much to get there. He can get there without a touchdown just catching a lot of balls and he can get there if he doesn't catch balls because with if he gets in the end zone because he gets uh he's such a big red zone target for them um so i think you know i'm leaning toward i think it's pretty good chalk if he's going to be popular it just it lets you afford everything else and he's playing in you know one of the best games to target so i do like seals jones I have a good a good way to get away from him, but I'm going to tease that. We'll get to we'll get to it a little bit later. Um, what about
1: what about running backs? It's an interesting week this week because we uh, Christian McCaffrey missed practice yesterday. Sounds like he might not play. We don't know if he had a – setback we don't know what's going on but we'll find out more information about that today um Derek Henry who has been kind of the obvious uh, you know first click in every every tournament every lineup for the last like three weeks had had great matchups and getting the ball a ton historically uh, historic amounts of usage like it's like the highest amount of touches in since like 2003 or whatever it is but um they're both off the slate Henry plays on Monday night McCaffrey's probably not going to play Dalvin Cook we think is going to play, but who knows how we're going to get this? Like the top guys are not really, um, you know, guys were automatically clicking this week. So you kind of scroll down. Um, when I was looking, kind of who's going to be popular, Austin Eckler jumped out to me. It's- 100. Uh, Jonathan Taylor really jumped out to me at 6600. I think he's a. That's a price again that didn't adjust based on Monday night with an unbelievably good matchup against Houston right now. And uh, you know, Jonathan Taylor last couple of weeks, 16 for 103 two weeks ago. Uh, last week he had 169 total yards and two touchdowns. That long touchdown catch early in the game. Houston's allowing 4.7 yards per carry. Um, As I was scrolling, I was like, I wonder where Jonathan Taylor's priced in the sevens. And I scrolled through the sevens. I'm like, did I miss him? He's 6,600. I I just think that's the one that jumps out to me. I think he's going to be really popular.
2: Yeah, uh, I think you're right. Jonathan Taylor jumps out to me, too. Uh, It's a great matchup. Price is probably too cheap. Well, it it is too cheap. Um, And, yeah, I think he makes sense for cash games, too. Normally... uh, Taylor hasn't been a guy I considered in cash games because he's not hasn't been involved in the passing game, but he's caught three balls in back-to-back weeks, and like you mentioned, inc- including that long one uh, on Monday night. And yeah, it's just a it's a great matchup. They should be winning, uh, and they should be you know trying to close out the game in the second half. So yeah, Taylor Taylor uh, makes a lot of sense for cash games. I think um, Daryl Henderson is in a pretty good spot too. Should be a good game script. Um, yeah, they should be winning against the giants. The giants have been pretty bad against the run. Uh, Henderson, you know, it's a good price tag, six K and he, he's got there every week. He catches passes too. Um, so I think you can go there. Um, looking lower. I I really like Darrell Williams, uh, in that KC game. Um, I know his role. There's a lot,
1: a lot of cheap running backs. Have, a lot of cheap running backs have opened up from, you know, a lot of injuries. Week like we have a lot of guys in the fives that are playable.
2: Yeah, like, I'm interested to get your take on um, Khalil Herbert. Yeah. What do you think? Uh, uh, I, like, I, when, when – I was just for sure going to play Darrell Williams, like, all week. And then, you know, we get this Herbert news. He's 4,600. Yeah. Um, I've seen you know projections that say he's going to be popular. I'm not sure how I feel about it. What do you think?
1: Yeah, it's tough, right? I looked at Darrell. I always call him Darrell. I looked at Darrell Williams also. There's a lot as we get to into you know mid-range running backs here in a bit. We'll talk about those guys. But Herbert is 4600. I think that you know we talk a lot about you know are there any free squares this week? Is anybody anybody's going to go automatically too? And I don't think Herbert's quite there, but um david montgomery's out you mentioned Damien williams out with the with the COVID. i mean we don't know for sure he's not going to play but i think highly likely you get COVID, you get the COVID list of that late in the week i think he's probably going to be a pretty good chance he's not going to play um you look at herbert he played 34 snaps last week he actually played more than i thought he was gonna play he was 18 for 75 pretty effective he was a stud at virginia tech last year like his yards per touch led the country it was like like it was like 8.2 or something yards per touch uh, he's been good on that last, this year so far too Um, good game script, like they are, they're playing the Packers, they should be trailing, he can catch some passes too, Um, you know, so a little bit worried that, you know, if they get behind, maybe they don't run the ball, but I think he's kind of involved just based on, they don't really have much else. Um, He's a tough guy for me. I tend to struggle, I've talked about Andrew for years, I tend to struggle with these cheap running backs, like they look so good, and then you flip them on, and you know, you flip on the game, and he has nine touches or something like that. It's just tough to, I sometimes don't time those guys very well, and it's been a spot that I, I, it's hard for me to get to, but Forty six hundred. is the only guy there. Like, if David Williams was playing, I wouldn't touch it. I just, I, I wouldn't touch the eight touch, trust the eighteen touches from last week. You'd like to think that with Justin Fields, they set up plays where that really helps them because Fields is uh, running the ball as a threat, but they haven't really done that very much. Um, but forty six hundred is tough to get away from. I think I'm definitely going to have some. I don't know if I'm going to be all in, but I'm definitely going to have some Herbert this week.
2: Yeah, forty six hundred is cheap. You're right. It it doesn't take a lot to get there. Um, yeah. What had me leaning with Williams is just I, I feel like he's got uh, significantly higher touchdown equity, just playing for, for sure. the Chiefs, being yeah. in the, you know, the Chiefs have the highest implied total. Um, back to the just back to the top quick, I kind of skimmed over that. Uh, really like Eckler, obviously. And if if McCaffrey's out or even if even if McCaffrey ba- are active, I'll have a. I have a hard time going there, you know, unless 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 we hear something that he's going to get all of the work because, like, coming off that injury, uh, for eighty eight hundred, you know, I, I you don't want McCaffrey to be in there for sixty percent of the snaps. Uh, right. For eighty eight hundred, it, it makes it tough to get there. Um, but if we heard some news that he was okay and going to get the majority of the work, then yeah, I, I would like McCaffrey because he might not be as popular with that questionable tag, um, but. You know, assuming he's out, yeah, I really like Eckler. He makes a lot of sense uh, opposite Lamar Jackson, you know, because he catches a lot of passes. He's scoring a lot of touchdowns. He's just doing everything for them. Um, Dalvin Cook, yeah, it's interesting to see him without an injury tag and, and practicing fully. <laughs> yeah. um, I don't love him. It's a tough matchup on the road against Carolina, and you, you think that uh, Madison will probably still get some work too, Um why I do like Dalvin is because he's cheaper than we normally see him and because people aren't going to play him. So, Agreed. you know, he still does have a chance, you know, to be the, the highest scoring running back on the slate, not, not as good of a chance as usual, but, but it's a good gamble for tournaments. I don't know that I'll get there. Mm-hmm. Um, I like, I like these six K running backs uh, more, but uh, yeah. I think you could. I think I think it's a good way to look at it with Cook. I think people will definitely be gun shy, just you know,
1: thinking that you know maybe he sits one out of every three series, so they don't really push him as much as uh, as much as normal. But uh, you know, that's a spot where you get someone who's absolutely stud like Dalvin Cook, hits a couple big plays, and suddenly suddenly you get that pretty well. So, um, and just real quick before we get into some tournament stacks, um, receiver in kind of you know cash games, high percentage. Um, mm-hmm. I think we always talk about Devontae Adams, uh, Tyree Kill. You mentioned he's eight thousand five hundred. Adams is nine thousand. Tyreek did not practice on Wednesday or Thursday, so that's one you got got really got to see if you're going to commit that money. Make sure that you think he's going to play. It's kind of easy for people to just go fifteen dollars cheaper. Kelsey um, Cooper Cup off the uh, off the huge Robert Woods game. I still had uh, still double-digit targets. He's seventy-nine hundred, uh, and then McLaurin is seventy-one hundred. We talked about the the Chiefs watching him. I think got locked. They're going to play him just because. Everybody's gonna want a piece of that game. He's really, really good. If you're gonna play Heineke, you know I think a lot of people will play him just because it's kind of an easy way to go. And Heineke's cheap, so you can get some McClorn pretty easily. Uh, who do you think is, is the most uh, most rostered out of the out of this top range of wide receiver?
2: Yeah, um, I think receivers the toughest position in cash games this week um, yeah. because. I just I think there's a lot of similar plays and not necessarily one that just jumps off the page. Uh, if I'm spending up, it's definitely going to be for for Devonte. Um, yeah, it's not like the best matchup in against the Bears. I um, I'm, and he's I'm not the, sure I'm not sure we care when it comes to Devonte. It's just, it's right. just Ridiculous. Yeah. He's he's completely matchup proof at this point. Yeah. Um, his salary is all the way up to nine k, um, but yeah. you can afford it with the cheap running backs. So I do like going to Adams. I think he'll be popular in cash um, and the most popular in that top range. Uh, if I'm going further down, there's some 6K guys in good spots. Keenan Allen has a nice price tag. Um, I think he's a pretty good cash play, like still getting a lot of targets and in, in a matchup where they should be passing, Um and then that lower six K range, there's a lot of guys there. Like I think you could go to Robert Woods. I think you could go to um, Marquise Brown, Brandon Cooks, Adam Thielen's really cheap. My, I, I would like Michael Pittman. I, I would like Michael Pittman a lot if um, I haven't checked yet. But I, I heard T.Y. Hilton might be back. Is uh, have the, you seen the, the, the ghost of T.Y. Hilton? Yeah, um, it's just it'd just be like a slight downgrade to Pittman just just in terms of cash games. Uh, he practiced twice this week, and I guess he's gonna he's gonna test it out pre-game. But it seems like he's trending towards playing. Um, but yeah, if, if if Tyreek Hill were to be out, I think Mikael Hardman is probably like probably ends up the most popular, and he, he's just, he's a great cash play at at that price. Um, but yeah, I I'm struggling at receiver this week cuz nothing is just like jumping out. Uh like we we've we've had some sort of easy plays the last few weeks, but I think you can use almost any of these guys in that uh upper 5 to low 6k range. What do you think? I mean, is anyone like who who stands out for you, I guess? Yeah, I mean, a
1: lot of it is kind of more – a little more tournament bills. I love Keenan Allen this week at 6,400. I just think that, like, the, the 17 dollar difference between him and Mike Williams is, is absurd. Like, I know Mike Williams has been awesome. Mike Williams is great last week. Mike Williams is questionable right now. I just – I feel kind of like I did with Robert Woods that we're going to have to hit a Keenan Allen week. Um, I actually like a, I like a Keenan Allen Justin Herbert stack. We're going to get to that in a second, but I do uh, I do think that's really playable and it's uh, in a spot where not Herbert might be the you know the fourth or fifth pop- most popular quarterback, which which I really like. But uh, I think Marquise Brown off the Monday night game. A lot of people are going to going to move right to him too. And you mentioned McCall Hartman. Um, I have him down in cheap receivers, but obviously he becomes a, a pretty highly owned cash guy if Terry Kill doesn't play. 4,200 and coming off 12 targets. Weirdly, for a guy who's that fast and that, that, you know, we always like, oh, big play, big play, big play, he didn't really do a lot with his targets. He was nine for 76, I think, a lot of, like, kind of quick passes, but so the Chiefs do. Like, they don't like to throw the running backs. If they're going to get it out quick, it's going to be to Kelsey or to Hardman or to Hill. Um, But, yeah, I think if Tyreek doesn't play, you got to think everybody goes to Hardman really quick at 4,200.
2: Yep, Absolutely. Um, uh we
1: talked uh, we talked about Ricky Seals Jones at tight end we talked about Kelsey at tight end um I think those are the two plus with Mark Andrews I think everybody's gonna play one of those three in cash games like you just uh they just like a mid-range a top level a cheap guy like it, it's easy to it, it, whatever you're kind of finding your salary slot there um those are the three that I think people will easily click to at that position
2: yeah um I I don't I don't remember a week with like with tight end plays like this, like you said, that are that are just in such good spots and all in different price ranges. Kelsey yep. at the top, Andrews sort of in the middle, and then Seals Jones at the bottom, and they're all like they're all great plays. They're all like good chalk this week. Too cheap, um, Andrews too cheap. Yeah, we, we we've mentioned it already. So, what it means is, and I didn't expect to be saying this this year. This doesn't happen very often. It might be the only time this season, but in cash games, I absolutely think you can play double tight end. I'm actually leaning towards it. I think those three are such good plays. Yeah. And if you play Seals Jones, you can just afford so much more. And then if you want to play Seals Jones, you don't want to miss out on Kelsey or Andrews because one of them is smashing for sure. I mean, you, you got to think so. So, I uh, and, and, you know, that, that with the fact that, there's not like an obvious or too many obvious receivers to play. Uh, it, it has me looking at double tight end this week. I think it's very in play.
1: Yeah, and I never do it either, but I was thinking about that too. I mean, you think of the Seals-Jones. Like, we love to play a, a 3000 wide receiver who's getting targets and involved, you know, and you're like, well, I don't think he's that much different. Like, you just consider him a 3000 wide receiver with eight targets last week, um, you know, in an offense that likes to use the likes to use the tight end, especially in the red zone. Um, I think you just kind of, you, in your mind, if you're like worried about playing two tight end, just consider him your, your kind of punt $3,000 receiver and then play a tight end. It, it works pretty well.
2: Absolutely. Think of him as a 3K wide receiver. Absolutely. Yeah.
1: Um, so let's jump into some, uh, some tournament stacks. But first a note from our sponsors at Thrive. Thrive is back for another season of fantasy football, and they're running huge guaranteed contests each week this NFL season. With Thrive Fantasy, you can eliminate the countless hours of research and focus on only the top tier athletes that have the biggest impact on the game. Sign up today and get a free six-month Rotowire subscription. Here's how you claim that free Rotowire subscription. Number one, you visit rotowire.com slash thrive. Number two, you deposit a minimum of $10 and receive a $100 deposit bonus up to $100. And finally, playing your first paid contest, receive a free six-month Rotowire subscription. So, Ryan, we talked about that. We're going to jump into some quarterback receiver stacks. Um, I kind of spoiled my first one a few minutes ago. But uh, Justin Herbert with Keenan Allen. Um, $6,400 on Allen, $7,300 on Herbert. Um, I think that as people click on their uh, their, their DFS uh, lineups the week, I think it's, it's so easy to just click Lamar instead of Herbert. You know, they're they're the same price. But Lamar's off that big, huge game of mine, kind of fresh raise his mind. Herbert was huge last week too. Herbert was three ninety eight and four against Cleveland, who we thought had a pretty good defense coming in. He was just he was just dominant. Um, the Ravens are twenty seventh in the league. He gave up eight point three YPA. I think Herbert's in a really good spot here. I think he's helped by the fact that people will go to Mahomes, uh, Lamar, or down to Heineke. You mentioned Carson Wentz, there's some cheap options there. Um, I love Allen at six seventeen dollars cheaper than Williams. I know he only has one touchdown, but he was still six for seventy five last week. Still had nine targets. 32 targets the last three weeks. He's really, really heavily involved. I feel like the, you know, he's kind of due for a for a touchdown or two uh, game. And Mike Williams is a little bit banged up this week too. So I really like going to Allen. It's easy to come back in this game too with a stack. You can come back with Hollywood Brown. You can come back with Mark Andrews. We talked about. Um, I really like stacking this game. I think everybody everybody will have pieces this game. Um, I, you know, I'm hoping maybe people go more to two uh, Chiefs in Washington. But uh, I like kind of going the Herbert stack to be a little different than uh, than Lamar.
2: Yeah, uh, I I love the the Herbert stack. Um Chargers have been amazing this year so and so is Herbert and they could easily just win this game against the Ravens too. Uh the Ravens have been inconsistent. They looked bad the first half of the Monday night game last week. Um and yeah, just with the with the the difference in popularity too, you know, most people will go to Lamar at that price. Uh Herbert will still be, you know, yeah. Relatively popular, but less so. Yeah, I, I love going to Herbert and stacking him with Keenan Allen. Um, I even think you could throw um, Jared Cook in there. Um, really cheap tag at three two, and sometimes when there's like when there's going to be chalk like Seals Jones, you can get good leverage playing another um guy in that same salary range uh we've seen jared cook do it before so i think you can go like bit bigger stacks uh then you can pair your qb with multiple wide receivers in their multiple pass catchers uh in this game yeah i love going to herbert
1: yeah, and that's a really
2: good point on Cook. I like
1: that. You know, if you people always talk about, you know, I want to, I want to fade the, the popular tight end. You find another guy in that range. I mean, that's the way to do it because everybody's going to scroll down and click Seals Jones. Nobody's going to click Jared Cook. Uh, I do like, that. I do like that idea a lot. Um, the other stack I want to talk about, and then I'm going to hit you up for a couple of years. Um, I really like the, I really like the Cincy stack. You mentioned Cincy against Detroit. Um, Burrow is Joe Burrow is a uh, 6300. Uh, jamar chase has jumped on the scene he's 6700 he has uh, he was six for 159 and touchdown on 10 targets last week 50 plus yards every week over 65 yards in 405 touchdown in 405 his targets are up the last couple of weeks too like we talked he was hitting big plays early and now he's being heavily targeted and hitting big plays he has nine and ten targets last week i think the uh the not being able to catch the nfl football narrative is uh is long long in the past here we we talked about that in the preseason. But uh, you know Burrow multiple touchdowns in all five games he's quietly been pretty good fantasy wise. He hasn't had a huge monster game yet but you know he's been really solid across uh, across the, fir- the the first uh, five games of the year. The Lions are last in the NFL at 9.9 YPA. They haven't given up a ton of big games just because teams have been you know ahead of them and haven't uh, haven't haven't had the pass. So you have to hope Detroit can hang in this game a little bit. So you're kind of betting on you know maybe Detroit hitting a couple of plays in the first half and maybe keeping Burrow throwing the second half. But you mentioned um, you know since he running backs are banged up, uh, mixing you know he's going to play, but who's going to get from him? Um, I think Burrow and Chase. And then you mentioned the, the comebacks with the, you know you go, you go Hawkinson, you go St. Brown, you go DeAndre Swift. There are some choices there. That, that work pretty well in a game that if I scores a bunch of points, it works. So um, if I'm getting away from the big games, you kind of mentioned earlier, but uh, I think Burrow chase, or you can go T Higgins. He's 5,300. If you need to save some money. Um, I like this as kind of a, a sneakier stack this week.
2: Uh, yeah, I do too. Uh, I can always get behind playing Joe Burrow. I'm a big <laughs> fan of his. He's been good this season. I think he has a big future. Yeah. Pair him with chase. They, they've had a great connection. Uh, chase is a threat to score you know, multiple touchdowns with his big playability. And I think you can you can also use two wide receivers in that stack. Um I, I prefer I know both Boyd and Higgins are have decent salaries. I probably prefer Higgins, but I don't know. It's basically a toss up. And um yeah, yeah I I I like running it back with those Detroit guys. I think I think they will stay competitive at home. I mean they seem to they seem to really play for this coach you know Dan they Campbell do. was kind of uh you know he was a bit of he was he was the butt <laughs> of some jokes in yeah. in the preseason but this the guy's growing on me and I, I like these coaches where you know uh the players are going to play for him you know it's like the opposite of the the Urban Meyer situation <laughs> a, a, a yeah. little bit yeah um so yeah this uh Amon Ra St. Brown, definitely a lot of target. I mean, yeah, th- these guys are just okay plays on their own now that uh, Cephas is out too. So w- when that's the case, th- makes the stacks look even better. So yeah, I, I-, I like that call on the Borough Cincinnati stack. You know, I can't, can't really believe I'm going to mention this, but for the bigger tournaments, the bigger large field tournaments, even somebody like Jared Goff is in play at 5,100. I mean, you only need like 20, 20 points from from a guy that's that cheap uh, right. t- to win one of those tournaments. Um, it's not really somewhere I'm going to go, but I figured I'd at least mention it. Um, are there any other uh, any better quarterback receiver
1: sacks we haven't talked about that you think you are going to uh, you know play with this weekend?
2: Yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna take a chance on on Wentz and the Colts. Okay. Um, the you know they finally looked pretty good last week um and the salary is cheap and Jonathan Taylor is going to be very popular so what if just all of Jonathan Taylor's touchdowns you know go to Wentz in the passing game instead it's it's very easy um I like Pittman I think like you can play Mo Alley Cox for 3100 and I will take a shot on ty hilton if he's active just because he's 4100 if he was you know 5k or whatever no but i mean it doesn't take a lot at at, at those prices um and he's uh, yeah. he's he's owned the texans for a lot of years
1: too he always plays well against houston uh if you had if you if you come back with someone that game do you come back with like a brandon cooks do you just not even bother with the houston offense what do you do if you play that stack
2: yeah v- very good question um if tyra uh, Oh, Tyrod Taylor, I guess it doesn't. Look, I heard that he might play. I mean, if Tyrod Taylor was playing, then I'd come back with Cooks for sure because, like, I have confidence that he's going to catch balls and get a lot of targets. Um, Davis Mills, I don't know. Like, in these spots, I don't think you need to run it back when you have – Like a cheap stack and this this cold stack is a cheap stack so you can get there if they blow them out, uh, you know, 30 to seven or something you you don't need anyone uh, in Houston, you don't always have to run your stacks back uh, in these type of games.
1: That's a it's a good answer. I like the I like the answer there because I always
2: feel like I kind of try and force it. But
1: there's times where like if I think these team's are, like you said gonna score seven points, like why well, there's somebody else I could put in my lineup that I, that I can I think is gonna do more than that. But uh, before we get into mid range guys, I was curious what your thoughts are. We talked about running backs a lot, but expensive receivers. We kind of talked about the Devonte, Tyree, Cooper Cup range. But uh, do you like any of the guys in the seven thousands? Anybody that, like I think these guys are gonna be pretty low uh, low roster this week. Justin Jefferson's eight thousand, you know, I think he's he's so expensive that people will probably just go to, to Hill or, or Cup. DeAndre Hopkins has been quiet. He's seven hundred. Did score last week. Doesn't have ten targets he had in the game, but he's all obviously DeAndre Hopkins and then DJ Moore like off, coming off the quiet game. Everybody's loving DJ Moore. Finally had a quiet game. Is five for forty two. Still had seven targets. His first game under seventy five yards. He's seventy three hundred. And these guys that like in these seven thousands that maybe aren't in the right game this week or aren't being talked about this week that you really uh, would like to get kind of maybe as a standalone um, as a, as a receiver, you really can go off this week.
2: Yeah. Uh, I'd like to make a case for, for some of, I mean, just because of what you said they're they're going to be sort of forgotten about, but I don't know, you know, I'll go, we've talked about McLaurin. He's not going to be overlooked. I'll definitely go to McLaurin at seven one, but you know, I'm going to say no, Uh, Because I'm going to, I'll just go a little bit higher because I don't think people are going to play Mike Williams. And that's nearly as much as uh, the other pieces in that game. Just because of his, because of his salary, like you said, 1700 more than Keenan Allen. Like people don't want to pay 81 for Mike Williams. You know, I mean, in in previous seasons, we didn't want to roster him for 5k. (laughs) Um, But so, so, so I think. It's a good tournament play. Uh, you know, Tyreek Hill, obviously, but maybe not so obvious because, you know, he's mispracticed and has that questionable tag. That's when I like to play guys, too, uh, when when people are going to be off him uh, for maybe they're worried about an injury. And maybe, right. you know, maybe maybe he is a bit injured, but it's uh, it's going to lessen his popularity. And, you know, Tyreek Hill breaks slates often you've yeah. seen him uh, put up 40 plus fantasy points twice this year and I think they're just going to be throwing the ball all game so yeah I just I can't really do it in that high seven range this week you're right though it, it makes sense because they're not going to be popular but I'm just going to pay all the way up or go down
1: yeah no it makes sense I mean you look at Tyreek you talk about breaking slates and like, those Washington defense is crazy. Like, we talked so much about, oh, their front seven's so good, all this. They gave up 279 and four to Jameis Winston last week, 283 and four to Matt Ryan the week before that. Like, I get it. In week three, Josh Allen smoked him, but that's Josh Allen. But Matt Ryan and Jameis Winston smoking. There's something wrong with this defense. They've been awful. They're 31st in point per game to so quarterbacks in, in fantasy. Um, mm-hmm. Obviously, the, the question mark is on Tyreek is the, is the injury, but like, I think he's a guy that can miss practice a couple of if he if he looks okay today and gets out there a little bit i think he's pretty pretty likely to play but obviously you check that on sunday morning make sure he's playing make sure he's active make sure he looks good in pregame all that kind of you know the, the stuff that we hear on on the pregame shows but um yeah i just i wonder if uh you know people on saturday like oh he's questionable I'm not gonna play him i wonder if he's a little bit uh lower roster than we think just based on the, the questionable tag you mentioned that that's, that's probably a good time to get him in there
2: yeah that's the up yep, that's what happens um and then, like you said, like just just to put a little bow on it, this Washington defense has allowed the most fantasy points to opposing wide receivers the most in the league, and they've given up the most receiving touchdowns in the league. And uh, like you said, I think what 31st uh, against quarterbacks. and yep. they're playing against arguably the best passing offense in football. Yeah. So I mean, like it's yeah, it's just it's a great spot. It is. Yeah, there's, I mean, there's just no way around. I mean, there's, 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 and there's options on both sides.
1: It's just, just a, one of those games. I think a lot of people are gonna have a lot of, and, and for good reason, like it's not like people are stacking this game for no good reason. There's a, it should be a fun, a uh, fun game. I just hope that you, know, you got to hope that Washington can hang with them a little bit to make it, uh, make it a kind of a shootout in the second half rather than a, you know, a, a 33 to 17 game where maybe the, maybe the Chiefs sit in a little bit, but She's don't really have anybody to sit on it with, like you mentioned, Daryl Williams, and we're going to talk about uh, talking about mid range running backs uh, right now. But first, a, a note from our sponsors at Yahoo DFS. The new NFL season is underway, and Yahoo's excited to kick off daily fantasy football. There'll be a ton of big prize contests throughout the season on Yahoo, including their multi-entry contest now being shark free. To celebrate the beginning of football season and Yahoo daily fantasy becoming shark free, Yahoo is giving away giving all users the opportunity to get a free ten dollars in contest entry credit. Users can take advantage of this free $10 contest entry credit offer to join one of Yahoo's biggest contests. In addition to the free credit, Yahoo has the $1 million DFS DFS football contest now live. The $1 million contest features a million dollars in total prizes, including first place receiving $100,000 and an entry into the first ever Yahoo Fantasy Football Championship live finals event, which will occur at MGM National Harbor in Maryland this December. Play daily fantasy football on Yahoo this season. Visit sports.yahoo slash daily fantasy slash welcome to claim that free ten dollars to get us started. Play on Yahoo DFS this year; uh, it'll be a good uh, good time there. Uh, mid range running backs. Uh, one guy kind of just out of the mid range, but we haven't talked about yet. I wanted to ask you about um, Zeke Elliott has looked like uh, the old school Zeke the last couple of weeks. He's seventy one hundred at New England, um, potentially a good game script. You got to think. I think Dallas is like four to four to five point favorites in this game. He has ninety-five plus rushing yards in three straight games. Five touchdowns the last three games. Uh, Alvin Kamara and Leonard Fournette each had ninety yards on New England. They Haven't given up a hundred yard running, but they have kind of gotten close to there. Uh, where do you feel following Zeke this week? He's kind of in this like weird mid-range where it's kind of hard to get there. Jonathan Taylor's cheaper and in a better matchup. Um, where do you think uh, you fall in Zeke this week?
2: Yeah, uh, you know I can't argue against Zeke, um, but for whatever reason I'm just. I'm having a tough time. I've been having a tough time jumping on board because of just sort of how bad he was uh, the last year and the emergence of Tony Pollard uh, and, and Dallas's passing game. However, um, like you said, they're really committed to the run, and Zeke looks good. Um, yeah. uh, he, he looks good. He looks explosive. He's had some big plays. Uh, he's scoring touchdowns. So, yeah, I don't mind going there. You know, Dallas uh, has one of the higher implied totals on the slate. and Like you said, it should be a good script where they're running the ball. Um, I think, you know, if he's not going to be popular – that's sort of what it comes down to, which I don't know. I mean, we'll wait to see how some of these injuries shake out. Um, if you have, you know, access to ownership projections, check them out. Uh, if, if he's going to be, yeah, uh, if, if he's not going to be popular, I like, I like taking a chance on Zeke. You're right. Everything sets up good for him here. Um, I'm not sure if I'll get there, but I can't argue against it, I guess is the best answer.
1: So the, uh, the Browns running backs are an interesting spot. They're both questionable right now. Um, I think obviously they either one becomes really, really popular and, and important if, if one of them sits. Like if we have, if Chubb doesn't play, Hunt at 6,200 is going to be popular. If Hunt doesn't play, Chubb at 7,200 goes way up. Um, Chubb was big last week, 21 for 161 in touchdown. He had over, he has over 80 yards rushing each, each week. That like they just, it's an interesting, it's a great matchup because like, Arizona has four wide receivers at the whole time. Cleveland has runs the ball more than anybody. Like it's it's a really interesting uh, dichotomy between these two teams. But you know, Kareem Hunt's been over sixty yards rushing the last three weeks. He had seventeen targets the last three weeks. Um, do you need one of them to sit to play the other? Where do you fall on the Browns' running backs to be kind of kind of mm-hmm. as a, in general?
2: Yeah, that's that's a that's a good question. to you? So yeah, like you said, if one of them sits, the other one is just is just a great play. You know, yeah. it, good enough to be played in cash games easily um, and I would have a ton of exposure to wh- whichever one started yeah. um, if they both play I think I think they're okay for tournaments mostly because people just don't like playing these Cleveland backs when when they yeah. both play um, but they always get there and um, like you said it's like it's a the spot against Arizona might go a little bit overlooked. Cleveland relies on these guys so much. And like, there's just this added thing of the fact that they're both sort of questionable and banged up. You know, it does happen where one of them, you know, feels something in the first quarter and the other one takes over. Stuff like that happens quite a bit. Um, So no. So yeah, I think you can roster either one of them. uh, If they're both active, Chubbs, Chubbs, yeah, Chubb's been great. They've both been great. Yeah, so I'm on board this week um, for tournaments uh, because I don't think people just don't do it when they're both active. Yeah, um, as
1: as you will get, uh, you will learn from uh, doing this podcast with me. I uh, I am a huge Nick Chubb fan. He's one of my favorite running backs. I I roster him a lot. I had him last week and he was he was really good, but. It's frustrating. Like you get down inside the five and you're like, oh, there's Cream Hunt. You have to like, you have to like look at the helmet to see what the hair looks like to know who's in or the number. But um, it's just, uh, you know, you're like, oh, there's Hunt. And I mean, Hunt's really good, so I get it. But, uh, you know, they do run the ball enough where you can you can play them if they both play. But yeah, I think if one sits, um, you know, the other becomes a play really quickly. On that same note, if, if Christian McCaffrey sits, I think they're kind of leaning towards that. Do you do you entertain uh, Chuba Hubbard at fifty nine hundred against the Vikings?
2: Um, yes. Um, I was prepared to be off of him, but I can't ignore that last game, uh, rushed for over a hundred carries and yep. getting targets in the passing game again, uh, f- five catches at uh, 29 touches. Yeah. That's, I mean, if he would get that again, it'd be one of the better plays on the slate. I, I wouldn't necessarily expect that again, but it, it's a little bit tougher matchup against Minnesota. Um, but yes, if McCaffrey's out, I definitely have interest in Chubb. Um, yeah, I do. Uh, I just I was thinking about the other side of that game. Minnesota doesn't necessarily have uh, people that I'd want to run it back with. But you don't need to stack uh, your running backs like guys like. Chuba can be played as one-offs, um, so yeah, I think that's that's a really good call. Um, some of these other guys, like like Henderson, Taylor, and Swift, are going to be popular. They're the ones that people are talking about this week, and uh, yeah. that makes Chuba, you know, even better. Um, and then yeah, I just I wanted to say when you were talking about Chubb, like I see that. Over 20 carries in three straight games. Like, yeah, it, it doesn't matter if, it doesn't matter if, uh, Kareem Hunt's active. You can, you can always play Chubb.
1: Yeah. I mean, in the and the only issue is he's got to kind of hit that big 20 yard or plus touchdown just because, you know, Hunt does play in the goal line. But uh, I mean, he's good enough. He did last week. He had a 50, whatever, 50 yard, 50, 60 yard touchdown. Mm-hmm. Um, what about, what do you do with someone like we have Saquon Barkley's out this week? Um, Devontae Booker had 19 touches last week and two touchdowns after, uh, after Saquon left, but playing the Rams, fifty four hundred, they priced him up a little bit with the, with with Barkley out. The Rams are allowing four point three yards per carry, but some of that is skewed. Like they give up a, a couple of big plays to Chase Edmonds. They've been pretty good against running backs. Other than that, um, do you entertain someone like Booker this week? It seems hard to get there with all the options we have in this range. But starting running back at fifty four hundred, I guess we got to mention him.
2: Yeah, no, it's a he's a he's an important question this week. Like when I first opened the slate a few days ago. Um, I was expecting to have some interest because I expected him to be, you know, maybe 4,500 or something, but like you said, they priced him up. Um, and the matchup is not good, but what makes him like intriguing is that he might have a three down role, like just take over Barkley's role and just be out there all the time, catching passes too. Um, so I think he's okay. Um, I, I do, uh, like you said, though, you know, we like some guys below him and above him. I yep. uh, probably like those guys more than him. You know, the matchup against the Rams isn't great, but, but, you know, you can see, uh, you can see pass to Booker having a good game. So I, I don't mind it at all, um, but kind of like the other guys better. But I, yeah, I do think he's in play, he's, he's interesting.
1: It's funny, like in, in some weeks, $5,400, you know, starting running back, would be like, oh my gosh, we're all over that. But we've got like 10 guys under 7,000 playables. It like gets a weird week where we have, we have injuries, we have kind of emerging guys. Last running back I want to ask you about, um, Javante Williams is 5,000. I have a hard time playing someone who is just splitting carries, and it's still splitting carries with Melvin Gordon. But like you see all these charts on Twitter and stuff that like Javante Williams is like eluding tackles. He's really explosive, really good. I feel like there's going to be a game where it's going to be, oh, we're finally moving to Javante Williams. I just think that it's tough to time it. You can't play him every week trying to get to that game. Last week, he only played 25 snaps. He was eight for 61, like explosive mm-hmm. good. He's 5,000. I can't get there with the with the split carries, but I acknowledge that I just might be a week late at some point and people will keep playing him. You're probably going to hit that, uh, hit that big game at some point, but I just think it's going to be too frustrating to do that until you get there.
2: Uh, yeah, I agree with everything you said. There's going to be a time for Javante Williams, unfortunately. Is I don't think it's now. It's too risky with these other plays. But yeah, like you said, I saw that stat about him. You know, something something about breaking the most tackles in football yeah. or or, some, or something like that. Yeah, you know, just with Melvin Gordon there and getting more work, I just can't do it. Like you said, maybe we'll be behind on him one week but also maybe not, you know,
1: just,
2: it it might just be, just wait for when Melvin Gordon's going to be out.
1: Yeah. And we've got, you've got Darrell Williams at 4,900, right underneath him. We have Khalil Herbert underneath him at 4,600. You have Booker and and Chuba right above him. It just, it seems like there are weeks where maybe, you know, the value in getting Javante Williams makes sense, but I think there's too many guys that are definitely the guy this week around that same range. I just, I don't think I can get there. Yep. I agree. Let's talk about some uh, mid-range receivers. Uh, we mentioned Robert Woods, he's 6,100. Uh, how do you feel about Cortland Sutton this week? 6,200 um, against Vegas. He had 11 targets last week, 7 for 120, 19 touchdowns the last two weeks. He just, he's kind of the only guy left. Like Noah Fant is you know, there but not really involved. Um, KJ Hamler's out. Jerry Judy is still out. Um, do you have any interest in Sutton this week at 6,200? They have priced him up a little bit from kind of that lower range we were playing him at earlier.
2: Yeah. Um, and I do, I do have interest. They have, they have priced him up a bit, but I do still have interest in Sutton. Um, it's a really talented receiver getting a lot of targets. Um, he, he's got, you know, he still has, he has a big ceiling too. So I know like you don't like necessarily rostering Denver receivers, you know, with Teddy Bridgewater, this is an (laughs) all right spot for them. Um, they're, Yeah. I guess I just, I, I like the fact that he gets a lot of targets. He gets end zone targets. uh, They throw him deep balls. He has big playability and uh, people will roster the other receivers in that range more, you know, Keenan Allen above him and guys like Robert Woods and Marquise Brown and other guys below him. Um, I'm not saying Sutton won't be popular. He, He, you know, he's, he's a good play. People will play him, but uh, yeah, i'm I'm on board with Sutton this week, yeah, I think you yeah, I think you actually be pretty low, low
1: rostered. I think that which you the point you mentioned, um, you got Keenan Allen and Ceedee Lamb right above them. You have Woods, Amari mm-hmm. Co- Cooper, Marquise and Brandon cooks right below him. I just think that uh, I think people will go to other games in, in that situation. Uh, last week was probably my best week of the season so far. A lot of that was to do to a four thousand dollar Kadarius Tony. Um, Andrew and I talked a bunch about him. Uh, you know, in that uh, in that game last week, uh, it, was a, it was kind of a nice game stack opportunity with the Cowboys. He's priced up this week. He's up at fifty six hundred. Uh, Sterling Shepard and Darius Slayton may play, but like he—he was—I mean—he looked dynamic last week, ten for one eighty-nine prior to getting ejected from the game. I understand that, Um, but we might have a backup quarterback, Uh, Daniel Jones. I think is probably going to play, but you know, concussion protocol—it's always really close in getting that uh, getting that green light. We get Mike Glennon um, if he doesn't play. Uh, What do you do with Tony at the new fifty-six hundred price tag this week?
2: Yeah. um, Well, first of all, I'm glad to hear you say that you had a good week with. Kadarius Tony because I did too I played him in cash and nice. I played him everywhere and I, and I was nice. surprised I was surprised um that more people didn't play him I guess yeah he he was you know somewhat popular at a 4k price tag but he should have been more so yeah I'm glad we got we got our big Kadarius Tony game um yep. for this game I don't like that he's priced up but with Galladay out well first of all Daniel Jones has to play for me to have any interest in those giants receivers. hundred percent. Yeah. Um, but you know, with Galladay out and I know, I guess Shepard and Slayton seem trending towards playing, but if one of them happened to be out, then yeah, you know, I I just look for situations where the team just doesn't have anybody. So, you know, the usage and targets are going to be there. Um, and he they looked should. he, looked
1: dynamic, he looked dynamic last week. Like He looked right. like
2: he passed the
1: eye test big time.
2: He absolutely passed the eye test, which is – that's what you want to see. I mean, he was making big plays. Uh, they were getting him the ball uh, in all different ways, throwing him deep balls and throwing him short passes too. Um, so I guess – I will have more interest if one of Shepard or Slayton is also out alongside Galladay. Yeah. Um it's 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 the price tag that's that's keeping me off him just a little, the price tag and the matchup. Um but I do still, you know, I still like him. Uh, but we'll see.
1: And you've got, you've got Michael Pittman who you mentioned a couple times right below there at 5,500. He's got 39 targets last four weeks, six plus catches in four straight games. I think it's, uh, it's kind of easy. Like, yeah, I just can, can just kind of play with Pittman and go with all the targets there against Houston that you can go in that game too. Uh, one other name I want to throw out to Edgy before we get to the really cheap options, um, 4,800, you're going to think I'm crazy, but 18 targets last two weeks. Um, he is $2,500 less than the other receiver in his, uh, his, uh, on his team. Robbie Anderson is 4,800. Robbie Anderson is talented, has been an absolute bust this year. 4,800 against Minnesota. Minnesota's getting up some big plays to receivers. Um, Do you think the uptick in targets, uh, he hasn't really done a lot with them. Do you think the uptick in targets is a good sign that maybe we're going to get that big week here at some point and maybe it's this week?
2: Yes, I, I do. I can get on board with Robbie Anderson. You know, they've there's been a lot of they i know the coaches have brought it up he's brought it up there, there's been a lot of like public talk about trying to get him more involved and that's like that's a good sign um, yeah. and we know anderson's big playability so like one of these weeks he's going to go off you're right and you don't you don't want to miss it uh, the the fact that he's gotten 18 targets in the last uh, 2 weeks is promising the 4800 dollars salary is promising uh, yeah, I have no problem going to Robbie Anderson this week.
1: My uh, my
2: old partner chiming in the chat, Andrew Laird, said
1: it only took a week for him to uh, attempt to leave me. Start talking about Robbie Anderson before DJ Moore. I did mention DJ Moore earlier, but uh, it's just a huge price difference. So uh, I, it's good to uh, good to see you on Friday morning, Andrew. Even though you're not uh, not actually talking to me, but um, what about cheap receivers? We mentioned you mentioned Amon Ross, St. Brown. You met, we mentioned McCall Hardman. I think that uh, both going to be uh, popular down here. If you're going to get really tricky, I mentioned a pivot away from Ricky Seals Jones earlier. Um, in that same game, Washington uh, has a lot of banged-up receivers. Uh, Diami Brown kind of priced this week. We don't know if he's going to play. Cam Sims is out. Next to, De- next to Terry McLaurin, last week we had DeAndre Carter. He's 3000 minimum price. Obviously, we talked a ton about this game. DeAndre Carter played 58 snaps last week, had eight targets, and was four fifty-two. He's a dynamic guy. He's a really good kick returner. And he had a kick return for a touchdown against Atlanta the week before. For me, I think Diami did. I can never say his name. Diami Brown has to sit for me to play him. But if DeAndre Carter is playing 55 to 60 snaps this week in this game, I think he makes a really interesting A piece to, piece to this game. Like this game is going to be high-scoring. Washington's going to be throwing the ball the whole second half. If you have something that's going to be out there on the field every play, I really like that at mid-price. And I think he's a really sneaky move away from Ricky Seals-Jones, getting the same offense, same action here. If we can get the same price, I really like going from Seals-Jones to Carter in in, in kind of a big pool tournament.
2: Absolutely, yeah. Uh, And especially if this Deami Brown is out, like you said, uh, he would have to be out. But if he's playing – if he's out there playing 58 snaps or whatever again, uh, 3K, yeah, I'd even consider I'd consider him in the tournaments I'm playing, even more so than just the big field stuff. You, you, you yeah. can play him anywhere for, for that type of usage. Um, but like you said, that's one where you got to check uh, the actives uh, yeah. at receiver for Washington. People have been trying to play Curtis Samuel the last two weeks. I mean, a, <laughs> a lot of people have even played him in cash. People have been trying to play him in tournaments. Um, I don't know if I could go there, but so yeah, one of these cheap, uh, Washington receivers though. Yeah. Looks really good. Whichever one's going to (laughs) play. So I guess we'll, we'll have to wait on that. But yeah, uh, I'm on board with Carter. If, if, if those guys are out. Absolutely. I think that's a good call.
1: I think Curtis Samuel is pretty safe to not play. Sounds like he's week to week, so I'm I'm, I'm pretty good there. Cam Sim sounds week to week too. Is I think it's Diami Brown who is the kind of the key there. If he's going to play the two, then I'm probably a little scared of Carter. But man, if he's out there every snap, Min Price and you know if you can uh, you could play him instead of Seals Jones and get a little bit different. I I do like that play. Are there any other um, three thousand receivers you like this week? We mentioned Saint Brown and Hartman a little above that range. We mentioned Carter at the bottom. I didn't like a ton of guys in the three thousands, but curious if there's anybody that's really jumping out to you.
2: Yeah, in the three thousand range, not at the moment. No, yeah, not, not, not unless we like not unless we we get some news. Like, uh, um, if if uh, one of Jefferson or Thielen would sit, I think you could look at KJ Osborne. Uh, if yeah. if um, oh, there, there is one actually. Yeah, um, if if Ty Hilton doesn't play. And if you're going to use a Carson Wentz stack, I think you could go to Paris Campbell in bigger tournaments. Again, I don't love it, but like, you know, these are, these are three K wide receivers. Right. Um, and then just, I guess a little higher, since we mentioned those guys in the 4k range, you know, Hardman probably going to be popular, will be very popular. If, if Tyreek's out, I mentioned the St. Brown for 42. Um, I don't mind Mooney for 43. Uh, I, I'm definitely worried about fields just not being a very good passer, but like, if you're going to play Devonte Adams, um, it's, yeah, it's a, I, I, someone on Chicago, you know, uh, Allen Robinson's questionable too. Someone on Chicago is going to have to catch passes and Mooney's like, look pretty good with fields so far. Uh, they, they throw him deep balls. He's had a couple big games already, so I don't mind that, but yeah, not a lot besides what we've talked about.
1: Yeah, like if you want to get boring, like Kendrick Bourne's been getting some targets, and they play Dallas. If you think they're gonna get behind and catch up, but I think, uh, I think I'm Carter at the bottom, or just move to St. Brown or Hardman at forty two hundred, the, the three thousand usually a range I like, but I don't like a lot in there this week. But agreed. Um, let's talk about tight ends. We kind of already hit most of it. We've got the the Kelsey, the Andrews, the um, the Ricky Seals Jones, kind of the three tiers. Is there anybody else that uh, you're really thinking strongly about? I, mean, I think that if you at the top. If you want to get different, you can go Darren Waller instead of Kelsey. If you want to get different in the middle, you can go Dalton Schultz instead of Mark Andrews. Um, what do you feel about uh, kind of moving away from any of those three guys? If you want to get a little different at tight end,
2: okay, yeah. So these the three that we've mentioned: Kelsey, Andrews, Steelers Jones. I think they're such good plays that I'm. The only way I'll go away from them is if the tight end fits in my stack, which. Okay which it will. Um, I think there's other guys you can play. Like we've mentioned some of these cheap guys. Um, I don't, I, I like playing, I like pairing Jared cook with Herbert. Yeah. Um, but yeah, like I don't, I don't know. You could make a case for any of these guys. I don't think I'm going to do it. Like Darren Waller will have next to no ownership this week. We know he can put up huge ceiling games. That's like a a large field tournament type play when you have, when you have guys like Kelsey and Andrews above and below him who are going to be super popular. Um, I don't know. You got to, can you sell me on someone? I'm really, I'm going to eat this chalk at tight end this week.
1: Yeah, I mean if the only guy I'd sell you on is if you're playing uh, playing Dallas. I think the Dalton Schultz back-to-back week with eight targets, uh, six fifty-eight in a touchdown, and six for seventy-nine. They're really using their tight ends. Um, you know, it seems like Dak is really uh, you know focusing on them, whereas you know the receivers are getting a little bit less attention than we thought. Um, you know, Schultz is a, a couple of back-to-back good games, but it's it's really hard to like you have to do it in a tournament. It's really hard to play him just flat out over Mark Andrews. I mean, Andrews has. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, what was he, 11 for 147-2 on 13 targets on the Monday night game. And, like, you, could, there was a play in that Monday night game where, like, Lamar had all the time in the world. And you could see in the red zone, he just, like, looks for Andrews. Like, he was waiting for Andrews to break open and finally hit him. Like, he's just – when they get inside the 20, he's looking for 89 every time. And, and the key is that they're using on some deeper plays in the middle of the field, too. Like, they've expanded his his, his usage, especially last three weeks. He has – what was that, 38 targets the last three weeks. Like, I just – It has to be in a tournament just trying to be different and moving off the popular Anderson Schultz. But that's what I would do. If I want to do the same thing, I'd go to Waller from Kelsey. I think that Hunter Henry, if you want to get different from Seals Jones, he's 3,900, coming on lately, 19 targets last three weeks. He scored last couple of weeks. He was 6 for 75 last week. It's pretty clear to me that Henry has elevated above Jonu Smith on that uh, that usage chart for New England. But, like, I don't know. You you pay $900 more for it than you for Seals Jones. It's tough there. So I think that – I think the the three we talked about are just kind of like they're they're so obvious this week. But those are the spots that go. If I want to get a little different, it's uh, it's it's Waller, it's Schultz, it's Hunter Henry.
2: Uh, yeah, I I, I like uh, your Dalton Schultz call. Um, also because the Cowboys have the third highest implied total on the slate, and they're not going to be popular this week. They've been popular every single week. And now they're not going to be. So yep. I think, yeah, I do like playing Dak with one of the receivers and Dalton Schultz in tournaments. I absolutely. That's a stack we didn't talk about. But now that the Cowboys aren't going to – now that the Cowboys passing game isn't going to be popular, that's yep. when you jump on.
1: And and their receivers aren't expensive. I mean, it, Lamb 65 um amari cooper 6000 we mentioned schultz four hundred. like you can play that pretty easily and then get a couple expensive pieces in from other games and really be still have a piece of those those really high scoring games but be different with your stack and i think it's a really interesting you could even play a, like a DAK stack and get either Devonte adams in there or austin eckler and, and be and have pieces of those popular guys but be different elsewhere and really kind of get where you need to be i think it's a i think the dallas passing stack is a really interesting one this week. definitely Let's talk real quick about defense here at the end. Uh, you know, I think people uh, tend to forget about defenses, you know, play whoever is, uh, is cheap. But uh, there are a couple of cheap defenses that I, uh, I like, and I cheap. I usually say like under $3,500. But uh, what do you think about defense this week? I'd like to, uh, like to get your thoughts there before I, uh, before I let you know mine.
2: Okay. Um, well, I'm anxious to hear your thoughts because <laughs> I can't find a defense under 3500 that I actually want to play. Um, all right,
1: I, I got two of them, but uh, who well, are you thinking about playing?
2: Uh, in cash games, I'm just going all the way down and playing the Lions. Um, okay. I don't. I always pay down at, at defense, uh, especially on DraftKings. Uh, it's just not worth trying to predict it, at least in cash games. Uh, in tournaments, that's a different story. It makes sense to to pay up at defense sometimes to look for defenses who are going to score the most points in cash games don't worry about it play the cheapest defense that you're comfortable with Um, I think people you know I've heard some people I don't know I like, can't even recommend this I've heard people talking about like the Ravens but like no I'll, I'll go down I'm gonna play the Lions in cash um, but yeah who like who, who are you looking at uh, I guess who's the defense that you actually want to play on this slate like i was scrolling all the way up, like the first one that I'd be comfortable with is the Colts at thirty five hundred.
1: Yeah, it's it's a weird week because I didn't usually like a couple jump out to me, and I it was like, eh, you know, where do I go here? But the two that jumped out to me is like I think I'm going to play uh, the first one's at thirty two hundred is Dallas against New England. Um, Dallas has multiple interceptions in every game. Uh, New England's thrown five picks the last three games. I think that Dallas can be leading this game. I'm not as big on New England as most people are. I think that Dallas is uh, win this game by double digits, and I like that. Rookie quarterback um, in the second half, down points, having to throw the ball. Um, Tampa Bay uh, sacked him four times a couple of weeks ago. I think you can get to the quarterback against New England, too. So I think Dallas' defense is just really good. I know everybody's been talking about Trayvon Diggs and the, touch, the interception every game. But um, I just think their defense overall is really going mean, to get to the quarterback. I want pressures. I want a rookie quarterback. I want forced throws. I think he might get that in the second half of this game. So I like that. The other one I like, uh, I really like Minnesota at 2,900 against Carolina. Uh, Minnesota has multiple sacks in the game in every week. Uh, they had seven, seven to get sacks total in the last two weeks. I think we saw some old school Sam Darnold last week. They turned it over four times. Um, they've been sacked eight times the last two weeks, eleven times the last week. I think Minnesota's going to get to Darnold, and I think that uh, you know we, we we saw a little bit of it last week. Darnold might force some, pa- force some balls. some ball. So anyway, if we get me, you give me sacks and you give me uh, maybe some mistakes. I think we're going to get the floor of the sacks for sure. And then we get three or four of them. I think Darnold may make a couple mistakes, so I think under three thousand, Minnesota twenty nine hundred is a play that uh, you might hit a big play on, and you're gonna get a floor of sacks, which I like.
2: Yeah, okay. I think both both those make sense. Uh, I really like the Dallas call. Yeah, always love targeting rookie quarterbacks. Yeah, always. And um, you're right, Dallas's defense has looked great this year. Obviously, Trevon Diggs has looked amazing, but their line too has has been really good um yeah so i like going to dallas um i don't know i have trouble really recommending anything else uh i don't know yeah, those are those are my two what about the browns at home
1: yeah i mean if you think that the, the kyler like arm injury is a thing and maybe he's a, a little worried yeah i mean they're 2600 they they're good defense they got smoked last week so maybe they uh, maybe they're a little chip on their shoulder Um, i don't love going against kyler because he's so elusive it's hard to sack him but yeah i think he gave up uh i think they had two and three sacks last couple weeks so it's one of those things that uh yeah i think that's you're getting a good defense at a cheap price so i could see that probably go up a little bit to minnesota if i were going to do it though
2: yeah i guess the, the reason i brought it up is because we didn't talk about uh kyler at all but yeah you know they're uh, if he's not moving around in the pocket, he's a totally different quarterback and he did yeah. not look very good last week. You know, it, there's times when Kyler turns the ball over to, and yeah, just, I, I, I just mentioned Cleveland cause, cause they're just a good defense and yeah. uh, playing at home. You, you don't know about uh, Murray's health, uh, yeah. but it's otherwise good. yeah, Murray's been so good that he's, he's not a guy I'm looking to play defenses against, but. And it's a,
1: it's a little narrative street, but I always like a good defense after they just got smoked because I think they're like pissed off and in, in practice all week. And um, you're right. Kyler did not – you know, the Niners really played Kyler well last week, and they have not played him well in the past. Like, he's usually run around pretty well. He hasn't really smoked him passing the ball, but he usually runs on pretty well. But he had that uh, – they were, like, rubbing his arm on the sideline. and He's a guy that, like, if he gets a little dinged up. he's a, You mentioned earlier, he's a, he's a different quarterback. And mm-hmm. last year with the shoulder, like, he became a different quarterback in the second half. I don't think this injury is serious enough that that's an issue. But, um, yeah, I'd be a little bit worried about that. The only, pay, the only thing I really like in the Arizona game, I do like playing DeAndre Hopkins kind of by himself. We mentioned that in the 7,000s. Um, I think he's workable there, but it's just, it's hard to get there with all the receivers we talked about. Uh, One question to chat before we get out of here. Um, Someone asked if you'd play both Cleveland backs, if they're both active on the same line. Uh,
2: I can't do that. No, I I just don't. It's it's almost impossible for both to have a ceiling game. Like we've seen it before, but. You know, if one of them was 4K, then sure, like maybe you could play two running backs on the same team. But with the salaries, no, because some other running back in that range is, is going to hit a ceiling. And it's just it's very hard for both of them to score over 20. Like, yeah, I get it. You look at their game log and you see that they've both been doing well. But that's it's too much to ask. I, I agree there I, I, you can like squint and kind of see
1: ways and get there but I, I think that you know timing two running backs in back the same back we have a ceiling game maybe you get that once all year like I just don't think it's a it's a it's a strategy that's gonna work at least not for me um you know you might hit that right game but uh, and, and they're playing Arizona this week it's not like they're playing Houston or someone that like oh my gosh they're gonna carry the ball 40 times between them but um playing as Arizona I'm not uh, I'm not doing it this week but anybody else you want to mention anything else on your mind on this slate you want to mention before we jump out of here
2: um Yeah, no, I don't think so. I just like, just end with the most important thing for these NFL tournaments every week. Always remember that half of the chalk is going to fail. Half of these (laughs) sure thing plays, these locks, you know, smash plays, half of them always fail. And the winning tournament lineups always have players that aren't going to be popular. So take some chances.
1: And that doesn't mean take all chances. I mean, you could play no. some of these, no, 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 guys no, no. Obviously. some of them, yeah. some of those chalk you mentioned half's going to fail on the flip side, half's going to hit. You just have to hit the right ones, but you're right. you like, I think a mix of, I think sometimes people are like, Oh, I need, you know, six, 1% guys in my lineup. Like, you don't need that, but, yeah, you do need you need a you need to mix them out. You don't want all the chat guys. You want a good mix. And I think people sometimes go too far extremes either way. I think you kind of kind of meet in that middle. When I look at tournament winning lineups, like there's a lot of them that have Derek Henry when he's popular, but they had a receiver that it's three percent. They're like, oh, I see how that makes sense now. But I think it's important to know um, you know you want to mix it. You don't need to go the craziest lineup of all time. Those don't work either because it's, it's you're not going to hit eight one percent guys. But uh, yeah,
2: so, yeah, I'll, I'll say one more thing about that. Yeah, um, there's good chalk, too. And if you're going to play chalk, uh, you know, or at least the ones you like, it's fine to be way over the field on them. Uh, last week, I played 100 percent of Alexander Madison. There's weeks that I play Henry or Devante in 100 percent of my lineups. So if they're going to be popular and, and I really like them, just just you, you can go all in uh, yeah. on those guys. That's a way to uh, beat beat the the popularity.
1: Yeah. And the Madison points really good. Like we, we, we kind of harp on here's all the things you like, but like that was a Sunday morning play. Like Dalvin cook was ruled out Sunday morning at eight 15 Pacific time. They had an hour and a half to just lineups, but like there, you've got to make sure that you look at all those lines. Cause there's there, one move like that. And Alexander Madison was, I think he was 6200 two hundred whatever it was last week. Um, Like it's an automatic play at that point. Like I just changed all my labs and I put Madison in fan duel and draftings. I was like, you know what? I'm just doing this. He's really good when he plays cooks, not playing at all. Um, You know, make sure you hit those news and, like you make sure you're OK getting off who you like to go to something that's really obvious and kind of adjust. But um, just a note that, you know, make sure Sunday morning you're checking those inactives because the cook one was a big one last week.
2: Definitely. And yeah, it ended up uh, Madison ended up being 70 some percent um, in the hundred dollar oh. double up and only 30 percent in the five dollar double up. So there's a 40 <laughs> percent yep. difference. So there, there's big edge in those smaller yep. uh, double ups on DraftKings.
1: Yeah, there are just people that, you know, they set the lineup on Saturday night and they'll think about it again. And it's it's a big thing. So if you're putting a hundred dollar double up, you probably aren't doing that as as you know from the stats. But you know, you get someone that's 30% owned that should be 70% owned, That's that's a big edge right there. Cool. Yep. Well, thanks, everybody, for listening. Thanks, everybody, for watching to the Road to Fantasy Football Podcast, the DFS version uh, sponsored by WinBet. I want to thank Ryan for jumping on with me. Hopefully, uh, he enjoyed it enough to, uh, to jump back with me next week. Hopefully, he's not going to run away after one week, but uh, just joking, obviously. But uh, thanks, everybody, for listening. We really appreciate that. Hope everybody has a good week six. We'll be back at you with, uh, with week seven. We're flying along the season. Thanks, everybody, for listening. Hope you have a great weekend. Take
2: care. Yeah. Thanks, Scott. Good luck, everybody.
3: It's happening daily. MyPatriotSupply.com